are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily podcast giving you all of the biggest stories in the association, all the news you need to know, the game recaps all in 30 minutes or less. On Wednesdays, I'm your usual co-host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. And I am John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics. Oh, poor me. <laughs> I host the Locked On Celtics podcast. Find me on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John. Yeah, well, we're going to get to your Boston Celtics and their season oh, ending with a loss to the Brooklyn. We, we, we can just skip it. We, I think we did this last week, too. Like, we, we don't need to talk about that same, game. It's the exact same routine we did last week. Same deal, yeah. same topic. Let's you're, talk about You're probably kind of happy it's it's done with here. Uh, we'll get to that in the oh, third segment. We're, we're also going to touch on the Lakers basically not showing up to play in their series against the Phoenix Suns in this one, just getting whooped. But really, like, we have to start with Dame time and just maybe I'll take a minute for some Damian Lillard appreciation. They didn't win the game. Denver beat Portland 147, 140 in double overtime, but really all anyone's going to be doing is talking about Damian Lillard and the 55 points that he scored in this game. Let me set the stage just really quickly with 18 seconds left to go. Austin rivers turns it over for the Denver nuggets. The Portland trailblazers are down four. you have CJ McCollum who hits a huge three after a lefty half court pass from Damian Lillard. And then Dame time after a correct review ruled it a sideline out does what Damian Lillard does with a step back three that sends it in overtime and then basically in overtime hits the exact same shot again step back three sends it to double overtime he by the way set a new record for the playoffs with 12 made threes in this one like john i i don't i don't know what else to say other than like the dude it's like godlike is what we saw last night from him so i i will say this i know that today's episode is brought to 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 everybody by michelob ultra at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And I know people are going to stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later. I have a feeling that this <laughs> is a little bit of a precursor. Uh, when we say it's only worth it if you enjoy it, this was something that we enjoyed from Damian Lillard. Uh, I will say that was a huge, a huge sideline out of bounds call, but to to. Give him that opportunity again. I thought like, wow, Denver caught a break and they're, they're going to, they're going to fix this. There was a, a good review. It was a good challenge and it was a lesson, right? No, he comes out. He still hits that three. <laughs> <laughs> he comes down like every chance that they had Denver to do something different on Damian Lillard and take the ball out of his hands. Like they didn't do it until finally in the second overtime when I think that everybody was just out of gas and, and they finally caught up to, to what was going on. But Denver was complicit in game time here for sure because they, they had opportunities to foul. Like Damian Lillard is walking the ball up the floor. Go up to him at half court and just hug him. Like go up like you're going to – before he's – going up to shoot and just go up like you're picking him up and then just tackle him, whatever you got to do to get him to, to keep him from shooting those threes. Like this is Denver's own fault. We knew as soon as he let that ball go twice, I was like, that's going in. This is yeah. money. 
Like, it's, guaranteed it's, it's that what that he does, going. right? Have, have, so, so we'll touch on that, and I want to I want to talk about that with you. But first, like, has there ever been a player like this who just so consistently delivers oh not just fun but shots in crunch time? Like, we're gonna eventually rename crunch time to Dame time. Basically, is what they should do at this point. It's <laughs> it's weird how consistent he is and rises to the occasion every freaking time. He keeps doing it. He keeps doing it. Like you said, they lost this game, but. The story of the game is Damian Lillard. Because we'll talk Denver here, but like he's the 50, whatever it was. He had at one point as many points as the Los Angeles Lakers did at the exact same time. And the Lakers were in the third quarter. But here, here's the thing. The, the, the Nuggets look like in overtime they were pulling away. Jokic hit a shot to make it 134-126. And here comes Lillard. Boom, boom, back to back. Three-pointer, three-pointer. And then at the end, three like three straight three pointers from Lillard in the last minute of the the overtime. How how does Denver allow that? Like I was saying, but like back back to your point, the fact that he's he's even doing this, like he, it's, I, it's, I'm completely shocked. Consistently I, I, does I it right. Like he should be here. shocked. He does it. Like this is what he does. Right. Like we hit we hit our wrists. It, it just yeah, screamed right. Dame time, and like everyone knows what's coming. So here, here's the stats from it. So Lillard scored the Blazers' final 17 points in this game, and in both overtimes, non-Lillards were one of 19 from the field. It, it was all Damian Lillard in overtime. In the whole game, Damian Lillard was 17 of 24. That's 70.8% is what he shot in this one, including going 12 of 17 from three, which is insane. The rest of the team, 30 for 99, under 40%. The dude just carried this team in such an unbelievable way. And everyone had so much fun watching it. So going to, back to what you were saying, though. So everyone's screaming on Twitter, right, about this. Foul, foul him, foul him. You guys are up three, foul him, send him to the line for two. I don't know if that would have worked. Like, he's such a smart player. He, he kind of figures that's probably coming. He's going to bait you into giving him three free throws, and he's probably going to make those. But maybe those are actually better shots if you're the defense than letting him rip those step-back threes, which he just does. Would it have been better to trap him or double him and just or, or tackle him before they inbound the ball? Because there were so many times Denver just let him – get a one-on-one matchup and a couple of times you had Michael Porter Jr. switched onto him. And that's not the matchup you want. If you're Denver, it was weird seeing those one-on-one situations or letting him walk the ball up the court at times. Like that's, I don't know if fouling's the right move, but I, I sure as hell know that's not the move of letting him play one-on-one like that. This is, you know, I, I equate this to, it, it's almost like um, when Barry Bonds was at his peak and they were walking him with the bases loaded. Like you'd rather yeah, Diamondbacks did that. I remember yeah, this. I would rather just do something that doesn't make any sense. But even in this case, I think when you're up three and you've got Damian Lillard with the ball, it does make sense for me to, to foul him in that situation. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, whatever it is, I would rather, like you said, foul him before the ball's even inbounded. Give them two shots in the ball, just so maybe just so you can like, you know, just, just so you can find out a way. Like if, if he's if he's out of if he's gonna get the ball, you just foul him. Like no, we we, we got. I'd rather give you the two shots so we can have a chance to double team and get somebody else the ball. You know, it's like it's that kind of crazy type of mentality. 
you, you got to do whatever you can to get the ball out of Lillard's hands. And, and that's easier said than done for sure. But like I said, three straight three-pointers in overtime. Like some of it's unavo- unavoidable. Some of it you get caught up and, and maybe somebody doesn't hear the strategy or somebody screws up, whatever. But he, he does it once to send it into overtime. Then he does it three times in that overtime when you've built a six-point lead. Like at, at some point, you have to do something different yes, to get the ball I out agree. of it. And look, yeah. can I just bring up this one, one other thing? The the I gotta give credit to Portland's defense for forcing Denver to take two timeouts to inbound the ball because that had a big impact at the end of the first overtime. Where now I, I forget who it was that had the open look at the end of the first overtime for for um oh, it was Austin Rivers. And so he had an open look to to maybe win the game in overtime, but without with Denver used both of their timeouts on an inbounds play. And without that one extra timeout after Lillard hits that three pointer with six seconds to go to tie the game, there's no chance to, to draw something up. Portland did give themselves an opportunity to win that game. So I, I have to, it's those little things that, that give Portland the opportunity that give teams the opportunity to win. And we, we do have to give credits. We, we should stop to, take a break so we can gather our thoughts from all of our Dame love to come back and actually give the team that won the game its proper due. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets coming up here next in uh, the next segment alongside the Los Angeles Lakers and them not showing up in the Phoenix Suns, absolutely showing up. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On NBA, we've got the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's none other than Damian Lillard. Like this one is just really that simple. When you set an NBA record with 12 made threes in the playoffs and just do everything you did and bring us so much joy, happiness. Like I, I could not tell you the last time I had this much fun watching an NBA game and John I know you agree with me and he fits exactly what we're looking for in the Michelob Ultra player of the week their tagline it's only worth it if you enjoy it and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories joy creates success and enjoyment isn't the end game it's the whole game and we all enjoyed our time watching Damian Lillard play and that's why he is the Michelob Ultra player of the week so you yourself at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories can enjoy a Michelob Ultra All right, continuing our road to the finals coverage here, our NBA playoff coverage. It's brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. And look, we certainly enjoyed the game last night between the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers, a 127, or sorry, 147, 140 win for the Denver Nuggets. We got to give, you know, Denver a lot of credit here. They withstood an all-time performance from Damian Lillard, who again put up 55 points. But look, when uh, uh, when you get Nikola Jokic, who goes off for 38, 11 and nine, you you can stay in the game. He was, as advertised, the MVP in this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel bad that we really haven't talked about Jokic and, you know, until you know the second segment here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Denver fans, but that's that's how it goes. Uh, Jokic was was phenomenal in this game. Obviously, there was a point there where I texted you. I said, man, Jokic just looks gassed. And then it comes down and hits a three-pointer, like just splash. He He's remarkable, and he continues to do things 
that you think, oh well, that's it. He's not, he's not gonna he's not gonna do this now. He dude, dude had four block shots. He had he was an assist. He, he was good defensively in this one. He was he, he did everything. Uh, and then on top of that, you get Michael Porter Jr., who we've talked about this before. You and I have talked about Porter uh, on this on this podcast many times around the trade deadline. And, and this is the line that we all have to use now. I was an advocate of, hey, look, MPJ is just going to be, you know, maybe you got to cut bait. And this is why. Look at him, 10 of 13, 26 points. And he had some huge, huge shots, including that corner three late, which was, was just amazing. And then, look, 12 rebounds on top of that. Yes, he, he gave up that sidestep three on Lillard. And I think they were hoping that his size might have been a little bit disruptive. We all know that there's nothing disruptive on Lillard, but I think Porter has shown like he's grown into this after the, um, the, the Murray injury, like he's just grown into this role. He is, he's, he and Jokic are the two main reasons, obviously why Denver keeps on rolling here. And and every time you want to write them off, these guys are stepping up and, and carrying them. Yeah, it would have been easy to write this team off in the wake of the Murray injury, but they they've got enough scoring, right? Like Michael Porter or Michael Porter Jr. was able to step up and provide a lot of that scoring. You got quality play from Monty Morris in this game, who had 28 points. Austin Rivers starting and playing almost 47 minutes in this game gave you 18. They they have enough offense, right? Like that I don't think has ever been the issue. They almost threw this game away because I don't trust some of those guys down the stretch. Austin Rivers had that turnover that really basically Yep. led the game to be in a tie. Monty Morris had a couple of plays where, yeah, I don't, I don't trust him too much down the stretch. And that's where having a guy like Murray or even Will Barton, who's out injured for them would really, really kind of make me look at this team in a different way, but credit to them for what they've been able to do in the wake of an injury like that to a guy that provides you not just scoring, but uh, dude, you trust down the stretch, right? Yeah. Look, th- th- this is going to be the number one issue here with, with the Denver Nuggets moving forward that you you're starting, you're starting Austin rivers and Facundo Campazzo that you're relying on, on guys that weren't going to have these roles, you know, and, and to kind of preview a little bit of the, the Celtics talk, like this is what we're watching with the Boston Celtics, what we've been watching with the Boston Celtics. It's the, it's, it's not that it, who steps up when the guy gets hurt. It's who steps up behind the guy who steps up. And that's, that's where Denver is going to find its hardest, road forward like they they are in a great position to beat the blazers here and now mm-hmm. have two more opportunities to beat the blazers but moving forward how much can you get away with austin rivers playing 47 minutes now he's done a a fine job but like you said he also it also comes with plays like that turnover that was huge and you know that trying to do too much and and maybe on that final shot that he missed in overtime, maybe it could have been a little bit more, hey, move the ball a little bit, do something else. I know it was only six seconds, but still, Austin Rivers is going to be a guy that, that tries to do too much. If he stays within himself, if some of these guys stay within themselves and you know you know that Jokic and, and MPJ are going to be the guys that are going to carry you, that's fine. But if those guys start to go off and try to do too much, that that's where Denver is going to get into trouble. And if they do at the wrong time, that's going to cost them games. You can't have that happening in at, at this point in the playoffs. 
Yeah, no. And, and look, credit to the Denver Nuggets again for being able to weather that storm for realizing when, Yo- you know, Jokic got Nurkic in a lot of foul trouble. They had to put in Cantor and he really took advantage of that and just kind of playing smart basketball. And that's going to get him far. But I do wonder if those injuries eventually catch up to them. A team that was also dealing with injuries in last night's NBA action was the Los Angeles Lakers. No Anthony Davis in this one. And they just got their butts kicked. 115-85, the Phoenix Suns beat the Los Angeles Lakers. There's really not a lot to say in this one. The Lakers came out looking bad, Uh, like coached poorly, no real offense, no game plan or anything like that. And then you saw a well-coached Phoenix Suns team that looked interested in this game. And that's kind of what happened in this one. 32-10, Phoenix beats LA in the second quarter, 32 to 10. Um, this is going to be the, the the thing with the Lakers. Now, not only do you not have Anthony Davis and who knows how he's going to, he's going to be in, in the next game, if he's going to be available, but you, you, you have a LeBron James here who, yeah, he scored 24 points, but he is, is not a hundred percent. He's, he just doesn't have it. You need Anthony Davis out there to kind of carry LeBron. It's not, it's, it's, this isn't the LeBron that turns it up and was like the Cleveland LeBron that dragged a bunch of guys to the finals. This is not even like last year's LeBron. This, this guy is not at a hundred percent and he's, you know, at this age, he can't play through the stuff that he used to be able to play through. It just is what it is for the Lakers. And look, Denver credit to them, but look at these final four teams from the bubble, the Lakers struggling with injuries and and now having having a real tough time. Obviously, the Celtics are out. Miami is already out. Denver, credit to them for, for persevering because they have Jokic, who's just like a god. But other than that, if, if the Lakers aren't going to have full health and they you know insist, absolutely insist on playing Andre Drummond no matter what, then this is this is going to be their fate. Yeah, they're going to need to really look at their rotation for the next game. And that's what this game about halfway through the first quarter really looked like it was going to be. This was not about this one. LeBron James even left the court with about five minutes left to go in the game and just seemed over this one entirely, which they probably all did. But they need to look at those Andre Drummond minutes and, you know, Dennis Schroeder in this one, 0 for 9. You and I scored as many points as he did. If you combine our points, John, we scored as many points as he did, um, which tells you the type of game that he had. Just, just a bad game all around for the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker looked dialed in. He had 18 first quarter points in this one, finished with 30 on the night. Chris Paul looked like he re-aggravated that shoulder a little bit, but apparently came back out of the locker room, had some strength in it. So he hopefully isn't going to be dealing with that, you know, uh, too much longer in this series or it, it will be okay next game and we'll, find out about Anthony Davis, I guess, but this game really, you should have been watching the Portland game instead in this one, (laughs) but we got one more game that we got to talk about. I'm sorry, John, I think we're contractually obligated here to have to do that. And we'll get to that one. The Celtics season ending coming up here next on locked on NBA. But before we get to that, today's episode of locked on NBA is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action over at BetOnline and you get all the latest 
news, odds, and info for any sporting need you want, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your ma- on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign up bonuses fun contests as well to participate in you don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore the playoffs are fun get into the game as we are deep into this now and it's been as fun as possible so head to the website using your mobile device or sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code locked on it's free money right there when you use promo code locked on over at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts hey uh i got a delivery from built bar today how I did that? too, actually. Did you get these? The uh, this grasshopper cookie, this special I one. Did. Here? Yeah, I did. I actually had one today, and it was absolutely delicious. delicious. Basically, it tastes like this thin mints. Is, yeah, totally. This is what happens when you go to builtbar.com. Every once in a while, you get a special thing. I'd never heard of the grasshopper cookie one, but this is going to be, I guess, a special flavor that that dropped. I love that we get the advanced built bar here. I didn't have to use the promo code locked 15, but I'm going to, to get, I think I'm going to get another box of these when they, when they drop Uh lock 15 gets you 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. This is 150 calories, Jake, 17 grams of protein and only five grams of sugar. I'm going to pop this into my gym bag and eat this after, uh, after I work out, I'm back in the gym, trying to add some muscle. I'm trying to, in this, this protein bar is going to be great. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting on these short sleeve shirts when I come down to visit you in New Orleans. I got to make sure that I'm looking looking <laughs> felt when I come down there to uh, walk down Bourbon. No, they're Street. great. You don't waste all the cardio that you do if you eat one of these things. Perfect. I've seen some that have like 350 calories in a protein bar. You don't want that What's whatsoever. That? Like it just wastes the time it at the gym. Of water to drink it. It's not worth it, man. You have one of these. It's nice. It's the perfect size. It's the perfect consistency. You drink a nice one cup of water so you're not walking around all bloated. Uh, I think it's a great thing to do. So head on over to BuiltBar.com, everybody. Check it out. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Try it. Try one of those assorted boxes. Figure out what flavor you like. If you've got a nut allergy, that's cool. They have they have non-nut uh, flavors. If, you've, if you're on a keto diet, not a problem. This works for the keto diet. So check it out. At builtbar.com. Lock 15 gets you 15% off. All right. Welcome back to the Locked On NBA podcast. All of the news around the association you want in 30 minutes or less, Monday through Friday here. So, one more game to go in the association last night, and that was the Brooklyn Nets 123 109 over the Boston Celtics, sending the Celtics home, setting up what could be an all time series between the Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. John, you covered this one. I'll let you kind mm-hmm. of maybe put put a bow on the Celtics season, which is probably the best way to kind of look at it right so, now. Oh, yeah. So here's what happened in this game. The, the Brooklyn Nets basically kind of came out and, and coasted. They, they knew that they had this game in the bag. No Kemba Walker, again, he's dealing with the bone bruise in his left knee. No Robert Williams, obviously no Jalen Brown. So three starters down for the Celtics who would have had a tough time if they were fully healthy. So you're starting Romeo Langford who is going to be an important piece of the Celtics' future, but shouldn't be starting against the Brooklyn Nets in this game. It was close. The Celtics kind of hung tough. They worked very hard. Brooklyn did not work very hard until about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Evan Fournier cuts it to nine with a three-point play. And then all of a sudden, it's Durant, three. Kyrie, three. Harden, three. And it's a 22-point game. Like, you blink. And it was a 22-point game. Like, oh, crap. Like, what just happened? It really is just That is what the Nets do, man. 
And, and yeah, so the Celtics just never quite, I mean, they never really had a chance in either of these last two games, even though they statistically the scoreboard wise, they, they looked like they had a chance. Brooklyn's just too good. So as far as the Celtics go now, there's a lot to try to unpack from the season. They have young guys, like I said, in Langford, uh, Aaron Neesmith there and, and Peyton Pritchard. Those last two guys are first round picks from the last season. This season has been so difficult for the Celtics. We don't know what this team is going to be moving forward. And as we, you know, we still have to crown a champion this year, but next year the Celtics are hoping to be in that mix with Milwaukee and Brooklyn and, and, uh, and Philly. And they need to know if like, they know what they have in Tatum. Tatum's Tatum's a stud. Like the, he, he came out in yeah. this game and, and had another 32 points. He he's dropped two fifty point games in the postseason If you count the playoff play in game, like he's, he's, you know, what you got in him. Jalen Brown's an all-star. He can take another step forward. They're 23 and 24 years old. But the Celtics need to figure out what they have in Langford and Neesmith and Pritchard. They need to figure out what they're going to do with Evan Fournier, who had a decent game in this. But it's very clear that he's not going to be – like he's he's their number two guy with all of these injuries. He can't be a number two guy. He's going to be a fourth or fifth option, a, a sixth man. Like next year, if the Celtics – you know the Celtics are doing well if Fournier is a sixth man of the year candidate like that's that's going to be an indicator <laughs> and then what do they do with with Kemba Walker like one of the things that's going to happen his body is, language after this seemed pretty awful it's it it's look I think he understands a, a couple of things like this has been a brutal stretch for him looking back in hindsight he played in team USA played on, played on that team USA world cup team that 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 failed so he he went from the previous season in, in Charlotte played in that, that tournament there immediately went into the Boston Celtics season. Then his knee started to, to bother him. He still played in that all-star game, played in that crazy Elam ending, that first Elam ending and played way too much and his knee flared up. And then it all started to just fall apart for him. He played too much. And it's pretty, pretty clear now that Kemba Walker's body can't take too much. And so he makes, 36 million a year per, you know, over two more years. One of them's a player option that he's almost, you know, he's guaranteed to take. So what do they do? Do they pay an OKC to, to take him with the draft pick? They, like Kemba Walker might be on a different team next year. And, and so the Celtics offseason is going to be super interesting. In the meantime, there's a playoff series between the Milwaukee Bucks. Can't wait. And the Brooklyn Can't Nets. wait. That's going to be massive that is gonna be irresistible force and immovable object type stuff and so like you you just saw this nets team up close like what are you expecting in this one give us like a little quick preview because i'm i'm pumped for this series this is the most incredibly unexpected thing that i like you could have paid me a million dollars and I wouldn't, I would never believe, like I, I would have bet a million dollars. I never would believe that I would say the phrase, not having Jeff Green is going to hurt the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it's true. Like that, the, the Milwaukee Bucks are, are going to be able to take advantage of the Brooklyn Nets in their center spot. And what Jeff Green would have been able to do would have made it very difficult for Brooke Lopez 
and would have they would have started Jeff Green and it would have put Milwaukee in a real conundrum. What do you do with Brooke Lopez? And and that one little uh you know one one gear makes the whole clock go against the Milwaukee defense. Now they they've been starting Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, now while he has found his hops and is dunking again, has absolutely the number one target on defense. Milwaukee is going to find him over and over and over again. If if they're switching everything, then Giannis is going to call for that switch and he's going to be doing chin-ups from the rim. That's going to be a difficult matchup for the um for the Brooklyn Nets. Conversely, we're looking at Milwaukee and you need Chris Middleton to be a defender. Drew Holiday is going to have a test. Giannis is going to have a test, but look at look at the what you have there. Holiday can get James Harden. Giannis can get use his length against uh, Kevin Durant. And now you're going to say, hey, can can Middleton defend Kyrie Irving? Can he be a deterrent against Irving? And I, Middleton's a, a decent defender there, and he's got length yeah. that can bother Kyrie Irving. The Milwaukee Bucks actually have enough defense where they they might be able to bother the Brooklyn Nets, not stop, because no one's stopping the Brooklyn Nets. But can you keep the Brooklyn Nets from putting up 140? Can you keep them to 115? And then the question is, can the Bucks really score 120 and 130? I think it's going to be a fascinating series. I think the Bucks can do it. But th- I wouldn't be surprised by any result uh, short of one team sweeping the other. Like, that's not going to happen. But no, I don't know. I, I hope this, this one yet. goes to seven. And look, when you have James Harden, who put up 34, Kyrie Irving, who put up 25, and Kevin Durant, who put up 24 last night, I, I don't know. They're going to be tough to stop. But you make a good point. And look, the Bucks are the sixth best offense this year. It's not like they don't score points. So they have as good of a shot, I think, as anyone in this one. So I don't know. And they're both going to be well rested too, because game one is until Saturday. So that is like a game one. These two should be really going at each other. So it's, it's going to be a really fun series, but sorry, man, that your Celtics are out. You know what? It's for the best. It really is. I mean, considering the way this team played this season, it's for the best. They, I, I, I just wrote a piece on it for Boston Sports Journal for where I work, where like the Celtics could have maybe if they had a better end of season run the last two weeks, they could have maybe faced New York and look at New York. They're a little shook. They might've gone on to face Philly and Philly's now got injury questions and maybe the Celtics would have made a run, but that run would have masked what the real issues were here. That's a good point of describing it. Yeah, you don't want to be that. It's better to just have your flaws exposed and know what you have and not like, Oh, talk yourself into a team being better than it actually is and then going down that road which trust me been there that's not fun to uh do and it only leads to to worse things so there you go three games in the association last night three games covered here on locked on nba in under 30 minutes that's what we do monday through friday so make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast as always on wednesdays i'm your co-host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and you can find me um at at nola jake on twitter and the host of the locked on pelicans podcast there we go i know what i do you know, I know what you do too. And I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. You find me on Twitter at Reds Army underscore John. Don't forget, check out the Lockdown Today podcast. LeBron James wasn't enough for the Lakers. Are they done? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Lockdown Today podcast. Follow the Lockdown Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.